When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, Will. Hi, Christy. Oh, no, are you sick? Yes, I am sick right now. Oh, don't tell me. Is it COVID? It is. I have COVID right now. But you know what's going to make oh. me feel a whole lot better? I don't know. Today's guest? Yeah, a conversation <laughs> with a legend. That will always make me feel better. Who is it? Oh, Tara Strong. Is it Tara or Tara? Can we at least figure that out? Well, let's go see. I hear voices. I'm kind of fangirling right now. You Sorry. are kind of fan. You always do. Yeah, By I'm the way, we just like jump silent. into these things. She knows we, we just we're start. friends. What are you talking about? I know. We are. We're friends and we get to hang out on social media, but it's 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 a bummer because I'm kind of obsessed with you. So there's that. You look how excited you got just when she <laughs> mentioned that you were friends. Aww. I've never seen you that excited. Thank you. And, uh, oh, man. you have children. I know. Unbelievable. I know. She has adorable, oh, adorable yeah. children too. Well, Aww. yeah, the door, the kids Thank are cute, you. but uh, thankfully they take after her because her husband not Ugly. a looker. You guys are just the <laughs> ugliest bunch of people. <laughs> Oh, Gross. thank you. I mean, uh, you. so we just start here, by the way. We just we just get into this. Yeah, we're uh, really Tara official. Strong. Mm-hmm. Although I say I can say Tara, Lisa Schaefer. I remember when we talked about you being on Kim Possible as one of our te- our cheerleaders. Um, mm-hmm. I remember being like so excited about you being one on Kim Possible, oh. and she was like, "Oh yeah, Tara, Tara comes and records." And I was like, "Oh no, I feel like I've been saying it wrong this whole time." <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what? Actually, like technically, it probably is Tara because I'm named mm-hmm. for my grandmother on my mother's side who was Russian Jewish, and her name mm. was Tamara, and my maiden name oh, okay. is Cherendoff. So my parents thought it would be cruel to have a kindergartner spell out Tamara Cherendoff. So they took the first mm. two and the last two. So technically, I think we've just discovered on your program that my name's Tara. <laughs> Okay, wow. there we go. Exclusive. Uh, okay, Exclusive. we're going to wrap it up right That's, there. Thank you so show. much for joining us. It's been a great us. show, you guys. <laughs> and I hear voices. That's amazing. Oh yes. My gosh. Um, I first off have to apologize to everybody out there who's like, why does Will sound sick? It's because Will's sick. Uh, mm. There's weather out there, and I'm under it, people. Um, that is the problem. So, yes, I got the vid. I apologize. I can't give it to anybody through uh, the podcast, though. I'm almost sure. Is this the first time uh, you've had good. it? <laughs> This is the first. That's the question nowadays, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, is this the first time? Yeah, because I is. just this had is... it like a month ago, and it was the first time. Which, of course, we're lucky because now it's quite mild. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. I went to yep. a convention in Iowa, and apparently, that's what did it. Oh yeah, hmm. I've been doing those a lot lately. But me too. But yeah. I've stopped. I mean, halfway through, I was like, maybe I shouldn't be licking all these people. But <laughs> I. Uh... Fun I told you about that, Will. People. Thank you, but you're at a convention. That's the fun. <laughs> <clears throat> so I apologize. Well, first of all, I love you, and I am sad that you have COVID, and I'm glad that you're here and you're well enough to be hosting this with us because the thought of you being sick has actually made me quite upset Aww. the last couple of days. And oh, I've been texting that's him. Very, sweet. very like, she has been. familial, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's, te- it's not yeah. all about well, you, you have, okay, Will? <laughs> I'm just saying, you and I, through this entire process and through, through Kim Possible, I definitely consider you to be like a slight acquaintance. And that's really awesome to me. Aww. Yeah, you um, kind of like me. You've made it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. I can't we're not here to, to talk about ourselves. On, on my show. Then we're going to really get into what you guys really feel about each other. Oh, we're going to oh, do that. Snap. We're, we're going on totally your show. Know. Let's do this right now. I know. <laughs> we're totally doing that. But you are here on our show now. And uh, what I was going to do, to be totally honest with you, when we started was to list your credits. But the problem is the show's only an hour. <laughs> uh, been in 45 everything. minutes. You've been I, in everything. Yeah, I like win, I win IMDb. Like if it's a race on how hey. many, I think I win. I think I would not Good. disagree. I mean, it's it's insane. <laughs> you deserve. Can we just list? Can we list some of them? I mean, for, we'll start with you know Teen Titans, Teen Titans Go. Um, my Little Pony, uh, Powerpuff Girls, Ben 10, Rugrats. I mean, it's like you could just keep going and going and going and going. Uh, it's really crazy. And that's not that's just animation. We're not even talking about video games and everything else at that point. Again, very, and uh, on very camera. short show. And, and on camera. I wasn't even talking about this. Is I hear voices, <laughs> not I see faces. And singing. <laughs> everything. And see, see. singing. But it, it's it's incredible. So... I, let's get into this. I guess we'll be here. How how did you start in the voiceover industry? I bet I bet we all had similar starts. Like I knew when I was four or five, I was here to be a performer. I'm sure you guys knew that. Like it feels to me like you guys knew that. Yeah. Um, and yeah. It's like we came we came here right <laughs> with those gifts. It's like you see people that can sit down and play Mozart without hearing it first, or can paint some beautiful thing. It's like that's what they came here to do. That's what we came here to do. And I didn't know that it was going to be primarily voiceover. I just knew that I wanted to sing, dance, act at a very, very young age. And I grew up in Toronto where there's a lot of American production. There's a lot of runaway production as well as a lot of Canadian production. So you really get a good resume um, before you come out, right? Like there's so many Canadian performers out in L.A. because there's a lot of work and people get a lot of experience. However, 
<laughs> the paycheck is not typically the same. And there's not really a star system or like a lot of the times it gets frustrating for the Canadians that if they're casting a movie, they'll give the leads to the American actors and then the Canadians get the little token parts and it starts to feel like what's what else is there? But yeah, when I, I was starting out, and I knew that too, like very young, I remember at like six, seven years old saying, I want to be like on a movie of the week. Like I remember thinking that. And actually, when I first moved to L.A. and I booked Sabrina, I was like, okay, I'm so happy. I just did a movie of the week in Italy. Like, great. Wow. <laughs> but I with, had but, to, like, So was that with the Sabrina with Melissa? With yeah, Melissa yeah, Johart. yeah. But I yeah. really had to, like, beg my parents to get me an agent because they didn't really know anything about the business when I was a kid. The closest thing was I had a grandfather who was a cantor. And um, they finally got me an agent when I was 13. And literally, I have the same agent that I work with today. Oh, that's wow. so nice. Yeah. That's my story, though. You just said my story, like begging my parents to get me an yeah. agent, and yeah. yeah, the same same exact thing. Yeah. So, and I and um, I will mention that in Canada, you're right because the taxes there are very different. So, like, I I did <laughs> last time I worked in Canada was I did the little cameo on the Kim Possible live action, and literally, like, like more than like sixty percent is gone because of the taxes, and you know, and, and you, were, you were in that movie. And you owed eighty seven dollars by the time. Wait, you did you <laughs> shoot it in? Van- did you shoot it in Vancouver? Oh god, yeah, I believe so. I believe we no, no, no. BC we is even it. worse because there's no residuals. There's no yeah. residuals in Vancouver. In yeah, wow. They're just undercutting oh, themselves in the entertainment industry in Vancouver. It's really sad because the actors have no way to negotiate. If we're like, okay, we'll do that, but we want residuals, they're like, bye, we'll find someone else. My Little yeah. Pony made the network like a billion dollars, and most of that cast is in Vancouver, no residuals. That's crazy. I know, That's I know. crazy. Yeah. Because that became a phenomenon. I mean, that was... You think? Oh, by the way, we jump around. I hear, <laughs> I, yeah, I hear voices might as well just be called something shiny. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, so so uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into the, all that stuff. So okay, so you're th- I'm try we try to stay on track. So you're 13, mm-hmm. you finally no, get don't. the agent that you're still with. <laughs> yep, Butler and, and Bell. You st- and you start in Canada. Right, I do my first cartoon series, which is Hello Kitty. I was oh, Hello geez. Kitty. She had a mouth, and that's where I met Cree Summer. She was the bad cat. She was catnip. Oh. And um, I also booked my first on-camera show, which was a show with Mr. T called TNT. And wow. I also got to do theater. I, I had a very well-rounded career in Toronto. I had a sitcom and I had um, all kinds of episodic work and theater and a ton of animation. Care Bears, Beetlejuice, My Pet Monster, all that stuff records up in Toronto. So the nice thing, too, is when I came, like I had um, some people who knew who I was or knew my work. And as we know... Um, animation is a pretty small world and they like to stick to people that they know because studio time's expensive and if they know you could give three characters they can only they don't have to spend one sag scale fee so they're going to stick to people they know that then that can be versatile and get the job done so it's like a hard word world to break into even when I first moved here I was like two years eviction notice broke and actually the woman who gave me my first job in LA was the woman who gave me Hello Kitty when I was 13 Really? Oh, Look, I was eviction beautiful. notice broke. I'm saying two notices on my door. And Marsha Goodman called and said, you want to come be in the new Gadget Boy and Heather series. I was like, yes. Oh, you've got to be kidding. So yeah. this is the, what, late 90s? Mm-hmm. Mid 90s? Yeah, I moved here in 94. And it took a couple years to really kind of get my footing. And I think wow. it was like, yeah, I booked um, Bubbles from the Powerpuff Girls 
and Batgirl and 100 episodes of 101 Dalmatians all around the same time. And I wow. think that's when Hollywood's like, who's this girl? Yeah. Um, yeah. I know. And the rest is history. Like, I'm just. Well, because I think the t- I met you for the first time, I think, on Batman Beyond. Quite possible. I think you did an episode of Batman Beyond in the late 90s. And it was already like you were like a legend by the time I'd, I'd met you. Yeah. Well, so, I was Because that was the first show I'd ever did. Hot so legend. it was just. Yeah, but it was it was just that like oh Tars you were like okay just cool, cool, cool. Um, I could totally so see that you was, I mean you went way. from but like you said you went from two evictions on the door to a legend in the industry in like less than five years. That's Ooh. so inspirational that's to our listeners. Pretty amazing like, when you think about it. Mm-hmm. I mean that's nuts. No, I think it's amazing all the time. You had already worked in Toronto. You'd had a career, and so when you yeah. sort of re- restarted yourself in California. It wasn't a matter of your talent. Your talent was always there. It was just a matter of time or like, what was that like? Well, I um, say this a lot to kids at cons because, you know, there's always people that say, how do you get in? And I caution people because there are a lot of nefarious people who like to take money from hopefuls. And I say, which is true, the truth is the entertainment industry is the only industry that doesn't care how much you've trained how good you are, how beautiful you are, how much you want to work. If you want to work as a dentist and you go to school and you study, you're going to be a dentist. But you could study, uh, take a million acting classes, do whatever you can to get your, you know, body looking how you want to look or whatever you want to portray. You could be ready to go and you could be a brilliant actor and you might never get that break that puts you on the map. There has to be a serendipitous moment that happens that puts you in a job that A, people really like, and then B, people really like you in. And that's how a ball starts rolling for a successful career. And we all have like that one or a couple jobs that are like, yeah. Because you know what? I know amazing, talented, uh, kind, beautiful souls that are so talented and don't work. It's like, yeah, it's, yeah. Cra- it's crazy. So well, there is we a also big... know the opposite of that. We know untalented people who are not kind yeah. who work yeah. all the time. Right. But you know, but you know what? Those mm. guys don't last in voiceover. There's really I agree. Not, not in VO. That's they don't. true. Yeah, you're right. They and don't, that's why they don't I last love voice acting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The community. It doesn't matter. Something what you that we like. Everyone's so nice. We all watch yeah. out for each other. We're all happy when we book work because it just means I'm on your show. You're yeah. on my show. Yeah. You know, you get some catty yeah. bullshit, let's be honest, but for the most part, it's a <laughs> tremendous it. difference. Call it out. <laughs> yes, but it's a huge difference from on camera. Huge. It it's is. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. It's, yeah. yeah, it's, it's yeah. night and day between the two. But mm-hmm. you're right. It, it's. A, I think it's growing a little bit now, which is not necessarily a bad thing. I think that's actually a good thing, especially when it comes to more opportunity for people of color and things like that. But it, it was a very, very small world voiceover, and it's starting to expand a little bit, but it's still a, a pretty closed off. Uh, a section of the entertainment industry. Is it because Tara can only do so many voices at one particular time? And that, <laughs> do you that's guys, what it is. That's so what much it is. know that <laughs> I'm in streaming. my home studio right now and I actually have to audition for things. Yeah. Every day. Every yeah. day. I'm like, I don't know, go watch any one of my billion videos. Like, my, I had a friend that was casting at Disney for a little while and he said, you know what we had to start doing? I'm like, what? He said, he told me that he started putting a different name on my audition clips and playing it for them because oh. there's always there's always a suit that goes, oh, Tara's on everything. Let's 
bring in some new blood. And they'd play yeah. my audition and inevitably be like, oh, we want that chick. And he'd be like, that's Tara. That's Tara. <laughs> oh, great. I love it. I that's love it. But he doesn't okay. have that job anymore. So, yeah. you know, you, <laughs> want this, you guys you want know. want this Jane Smith. This Jane Smith right. is really good. And you guys know good. it's yeah. up and down. Sometimes you're working like crazy and sometimes yeah. you're like, oh, am I ever going to work again? And yeah. that's all like, you know, well, the best way to make bullshit. money during those lulls is to take money from hopefuls. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> oh, so uh, it's Comic-Cons. why I don't teach. It's Comic-Cons. why I don't teach. I, I'd hate to take someone's yeah. money and you know all these people yeah. promising work and charging people to audition. There is no one in our world that got there because they paid to audition. No. It's like so gross. No. There is a big yeah. difference though in Joe Blow, and I'm making up that name. That is not an actual name. It might be. Uh, it might be charging money to teach you voiceover and taking money from Tara Strong or giving money to Tara Strong because she teaches you voice. I mean, it's again, it was it's like, hey, I directed one animated series or Andre Romano is teaching a class. It's like you get what you pay for in that case. So <laughs> okay, fair enough. You know, yeah, you'd be you'd be a pretty good teacher to have. Uh, I would I definitely be a good teacher. I mean, I've coached people. Your time is friends, worth it. But. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. You need a master class. She needs a master class. You know how they have those online? Yeah. I would I'd absolutely love... take your master class in a I'd heartbeat. love to be on master class. That'd be fun. I think you should do a yeah. TED talk about your master class. I think that would <laughs> Why be Why don't the we coolest. just do it all? <laughs> we should. Now, yes. I have a question for you. The question you've heard a thousand times, we've all heard a thousand times, and you're going to be forced to answer yet again on camera or voiceover, which one do you prefer? <laughs> Uh, you know what? They're both so great. Are you allowed to swear on this show? They're we both usually don't, yeah. but we'll, so... let, we'll let you. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Let's be honest. On camera is so much fun. You are yeah. on a set, especially when it's your show, and you're on set all day, and you have this camaraderie with people. It's it's exciting. It's fun. And anyone who says it isn't is full of crap. Or they're jaded and they shouldn't be in this business. Because I don't know about you guys. I actually do know about you guys. You guys are excited about everything you book. You yeah, don't phone nice. anything in, right? No, you guys of course not. love what you do and that translates. And so there are things that are really lovable about uh, on camera. And then there are things that are really lovable about voiceover. I work here every day in my pajamas. It doesn't matter. I get to be super mom to my kids and my dogs and... I get to go do a yoga class in between a job on my computer and like it's like you know you don't have to worry about hair and makeup and lighting and you get to play with extraordinary amazing humans so they're both really great and if I had only had an on-camera career I might be really hurting for cash right now so a lot of women my age are really hurting Hollywood is not kind to aging women even in voiceover you see a little bit of it but it's challenging Mm. so I feel really grateful that I've had the opportunity to do to do both um and Mm. I'm I'm excited to see what else is coming. I mean, always open to new adventures for sure. But they're both great, don't you think? Like, what do you guys? I, say? I do. I, I also I this is I, I think it's just because I'm I'm normally a very positive person, but I've also been in this industry for 35 years, so I just assume every job I book is the last job I'm ever going to have. That's imposter syndrome, man. It's like you a got, killer. It's a killer. <laughs> it is. It's like I see. It's not real. I mean, I know that I deserve to be here after this amount of time. I just assume that eventually the well's going to dry up. And it's like, you've been, okay, you've been doing this for 35 years. Thanks. You've had an awesome career. And if I turned around and had to retire tomorrow or never worked again, I get to look back and go, you know what? Really proud of what I did and got to the heights that I wanted to get to. And nobody can take that from me. But right. I always just assume I'm never going to work again. Yeah. And I think that in, in, in knowing you, Will, and knowing that we both kind of deal with 
different levels of anxiety and imposter syndrome, like she was saying, people have misconceptions about uh, working voice actors and working actors on the whole. They think like we're always working, we're always you know, getting paid all the time. Checks are just coming in the mail every single day for all the jobs that we used to do. Or, and we're turning you know, shit down all the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I, don't really, I don't really want to do that part. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like if you told me, look, I had to turn something down, I'd be like, that's oh, that's a nice problem to have. But yeah. like we're talking about, but all of us here are hardworking people that are very grateful for the, the work that we get to have. So I think and love that what we that's- do. Uh, We love what we do. Yeah. Exactly. We're also not Brad Pitt or Angelina Jolie. We're not these people that are that are superstars. We're journey people, actors. That's what we do. We we act. It's that's but the joy of what, what we have. But you know what? Can I make you have. feel better? I've spoken to those A list level celebrities, and they also have imposter syndrome. Yeah, of course. Of oh, course. it's so okay. common in acting. It really actually made me feel better. Um, that well, is we're yeah. the like, most insecure group of right, human beings but, on the planet. But the truth <laughs> is, that's like that insecure voice that is an asshole. It is trying to kibosh you it is saying you're not good enough you're not good looking enough you're not interesting enough and you as the actor that's why we're such good actors we're good at shutting that voice up and saying hey i got this you know it's part of the job it's part of the job to shut that voice out when you're doing a new show i mean you know recently i was shooting pretty hard cases in toronto which is now on um amazon and imdb tv and i was third on the call sheet for a for the first time in a really long time cool. and had to memorize pages and pages of dialogue, which, as you know, we don't have to do. So it's not really in my wheelhouse anymore. And so I would be like, yeah. yeah, I the only way I could memorize my lines is I would go on the treadmill and put the script on the treadmill because at least I had to look at it and I couldn't look at oh, yeah. a pretty animal <laughs> or whatever. And I would like focus over and over and then I'd work with a coach and I just wanted to make sure like, oh, I've never played this person in this world and I want to get it right. You know, yeah. so it's like every time you you book something new, you're sort of back to one improving yourself in this business, unless, like you yep. said, you're an A-list and they just call you. But that's very rare. You know, and yeah. I was just right. at a con with some superstars from Star Trek who are like, can you believe I still have to audition? I'm like, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, Hollywood should know what you can do. They should. And you don't have to stand there yeah. with a card that says your name. Like, that's humiliating. <laughs> There's no, Super you, you, are, you are a goddess and Hollywood should know that by now. But it's a problem. Yeah. It's it's so strange. It's so funny what you said about the memorizing the lines, though. I just did a um, a, a small thing for for Dietrich Bader, uh, and it was myself, Johnny DiMaggio, and Tom Kenny all on camera for just a thing we shot for him for a day. And it was three voiceover actors who kept looking at each other, going, "I don't remember how to memorize lines." Right. Like you just <laughs> if you don't if you don't use that muscle, right? It goes. It goes. Yeah. So it was one for of those sure. things where it was like, I can't believe that I'm having trouble. I used to be able to read a script, and I knew everybody's part. It was right. that simple. Right. Yeah. And, and that's it just what you did every goes day. away. Yeah. Yeah. It, it goes away. It's yeah. so strange. Yeah. I find found my new groove back into it like every time I have an on-camera audition now I'm like I got this I got this but it I had to go through that series first to get those training wheels back on and now I can take them off again but it's like when people say oh um you know I really want to try voiceover if they're doing on camera and I'm like it's a different animal it is like asking a tap dancer if they do ballet not everybody can do both so right. it's we're really lucky that we get to do both. You, I, what I love, uh, Tara, is, is that your confidence is only like making me so inspired. <laughs> but at the same time, it's so wonderful to see. 
that like your work is sort of inspired by your confidence. And so something that I am interested in is when you're approaching all of these different opportunities that you do get through these, this like daily auditioning, I feel like you're not just like phoning in your auditions. Otherwise you wouldn't take your time out of your day to do them. So I'm curious, how does a, an icon like yourself, which we should be like, that's the truth. You're an icon. Oh no, it is. Um, it is. I've been looking forward to this episode for a very long time. Um, you're so cute. I'm, I have to stop. Like, first of all, let me just say too, let me just say too, because I find very often lately, it's been such a hard time and a negative time. And how many times do you really say to that person, like, wow, you know what? You have a really good marriage. You're a really good dad. Or you know what? You're a really good teacher. Because we were very quick to bring up, oh, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. So like, you should know, you should know you're like an extraordinary looking supermodel level gorgeous. You are. (laughs) And you're so talented. And you share your life with the world in a joyful way that makes people feel good and you're putting out Aww. a ton of light energy and you are your own superstar and legend and Will I thought the same thing when I met you I'm like that's the cute guy from Boy Meets World like <laughs> so cute you're, you're your own legend and adorable and from everything I've so seen adorable. such a great guy too so let's just all like share this love wow. oh, very sweet See, this well, is, this is what the show should be we love this. This is what the show should be. We should just bring people on to tell us we're awesome. You Christy. are, That's but you are. Is. I'm not lying, by but, the way. I'm just speaking truth. I'm not. I, no one <laughs> says I'm the nicest person in the world. I'm just speaking truth. Oh, I mean, I'm pretty. I, I'm pretty nice, but I really nice. needed that. I did. Honestly, I really needed that for. In case you don't know that, up. like you're a goddess. You're like ridiculous. <laughs> I, mean, I think I, I think I'm like cute and sexy, but you're like super. Oh, you're so beautiful. hot. Okay, you don't need to be here, Will. You I'm just, can go I don't now. even know. I'm just going to sit gonna back keep and like... watch. I don't even, I got nothing. I got nothing at this okay, point. I got so nothing. the second part of that whole comment um, was, so when you're approaching all these awesome opportunities, okay, so here's how are you I putting am. yourself like fully in them? Okay, so here's where I do my voiceover auditions. Actually, I do some on camera here too. I have a black screen that I put up there. Or I do it in my other room because uh, I'm in Malibu now and I have ocean view and it's like the first time I've lived on water and it's so healing and beautiful and the light's amazing. So sometimes I do it in there. But voiceover auditions are all right here in my amazing, um, well-padded studio, George Whitman. When I'm made of who, I don't know if you know him, but he's like the best in the biz. He's like the booth whisperer. He'll come in and go, oh, this plug's no good. You got to get a different plug in here or else you're going to hear the planes. Like, What's his name? Brilliant. George Whittem. Whittem, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, he's amazing. I'll give you his info. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. He, travel, he travels too. He's set, he's set up like Don LaFontaine's booth. Like he's everybody's guy. Oh, that's um, so cool. <clears throat> Yeah. And uh, as you know, you when you have an audition, you get sides, which is a portion of the script, which will contain dialogue and stage directions, which you have to read. Because in voiceover, if the line is, whoa, and you see a hot guy or girl or you're falling off a cliff, it's two different lines. So you got to know what you're saying. So you read the stage directions, you read the script, and then sometimes we get a show Bible. We'll often get a drawing, which I love. I love when you see what they sort of picture. If I have yeah. a drawing, I'll put it – like I'm, I'm talking to you on my computer right now. So I'll put the drawing and the script side by side after I've read everything. And then I'll read what they want. What they want. And, you know, the more specific, the better. If they're like, she's 12. She has braces. She's from England. <laughs> you know, like you start going right. down the list of things you're going to pack in your toolkit and say these are the sounds that I want to come out portraying this character so they buy it. And I mm-hmm. will do auditions in my studio for 10 minutes or I'll take three hours. Like, okay. it, and sometimes something that seems simple, I'll be like, oh, I'll do that. And I'm like, oh, I kind of have this idea. Oh, now I kind of have this idea. And then I'll sit back and listen to like 
10 different versions of this character. And the other thing is I like to give them something they never thought of because everybody's going to be doing exactly what's in the stage directions and hundreds, maybe thousands of people are trying out. So what sets you apart? And if you do something that they may not have thought of before but actually suits the drawing in a fun way, like if you've got like a really strange, unattractive, shellfish creature but you make her Jessica Rabbit, like what a fun choice. You know, like if she's really... Ugly, but, you know, ugly, but she talks really hot, and maybe in Squidland, she's super hot. Like, it's just fun to play around with that, and I will sit here, and I also really like doing my own auditions. I've liked it long before COVID, and that's also personal. E.G. Daly loves to go in and be told what to do. I don't want to be told what to do. I'm like, don't you tell me what to do. (laughs) I uh, And I don't like making making people wait, and I like being able to make it perfect. I also love this about on-camera auditions right now because, as you know, those rooms can be unkind. They can be sitting there like this going, impress me, and then you forget your line, and you're like, holy shit, I could have done such a better job. And being able to do auditions from home is like a really great gift to put your best foot forward. I think that's true. And it is. It becomes such a different vibe when there is the relaxed sense of being in your own home while you're doing something. It really does. Right. Tends, it tends to bring out the best in you or can bring out the best in you. Again, if that's something you like, because there are those actors that I, I even during COVID, I always went in and recorded at the studio. Oh, really? Because, oh, yeah. And again, I knew I was going to be the only one there. It's not like there was going to be other other people there, but there's something about the energy of standing behind no, the microphone. No, that's wonderful, and... too. And and when you're with a full cast, there's nothing like well, it. Well, that's the you best. You know, yeah. if someone on the show goes, let's go, you might go, okay. And maybe you didn't know that they were going to say it like that. And acting is listening, so you're going to respond different. There's an element missing for sure when you're doing series work. But when you're doing auditions, yeah. do you like to do auditions from home? Uh, yeah. No, I'll, I'll audition yeah. from home. But it, it was, I also like being directed. I like being told. Oh, you're like wow, you and that EG. Was weird. You're the same. I know we are. So EG was, <laughs> was one of our first guests. We love us some EG over here. Yeah, no, it's so personal. Like when people say, "How do you do this?" or "How do you do that?" Some people right. like to stand. Yeah. Tom Kenny. I've never seen Tom Kenny sit in a studio ever, and he's a hard working or ever yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah, never, and never I, seen Kevin Michael Richardson stand. I like to sit. I like to sit. So yeah. it's like. But sometimes I'll be here doing, like, a character that needs to sing, and sometimes I'll get up and just start rocking out. Like, you have to do what organically feels good to you performance-wise without letting anyone bully you and say, oh, you should be standing for this, or you should be, like, you have to do what makes you feel most authentic in that moment when you're yeah. doing voice Yeah, you're and the I'll vessel. Send, like, yeah, and I'll send, like, three different versions of pretty much That's every cool. audition. That's really cool. Actually, that's a really great tip. And speaking of singing, well, she's Meg Griffin's singing voice. I know. <laughs> on Family Guy. That was fun. I only got to do it like once or twice or something. It was really fun. I love singing on shows. <laughs> don't you? Don't you, Christy? It's so fun. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I don't it's love so singing fun. on shows. Uh, well, okay. So as characters, that is fun. So with Kim Possible, she did end up singing two different songs. Not the theme song, which sometimes people think I did, but yeah. I did not. It was Christina Milian. But uh, that was fun to give that to the character and then to see that animated. That was very cool. Uh, but, you know, yeah, I think that it's tough because a re- as a recording artist, you like reverb. You like the production quality to be certain. Yeah, you have some to of the- not care about sounding pretty. You got to sound like that. That's character. what I'm saying. Yeah. So right. that was the that's my only concern when it comes like to the Like if Timmy quality. Turner could suddenly sing like Britney Spears, it would be a problem. Yeah, that'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love singing in character. I find it like it's like a fun challenge you know singing is Timmy oh Turner. yeah I'm doing I'm not I'm doing a few musical shows right now and it's really really fun and my favorite that job seems I like ever new did. 
That seems yeah. like there's we... more musical. Sorry, I don't. Yeah, there is no. Uh... No, I just wanted to hear you say because I was just about to ask what is the best. What, what's your favorite character or favorite show of all time? And it seems like you were just about to say. Well, listen. When it comes to like choosing favorite character, it's super challenging because I have absolutely come symbiotic with Raven, Harley. You know, bubbles. These people live in me all the time, so sure. it'd be really mm. hard to choose. Interesting, but. In terms of what was your favorite job you ever did, and also even that's hard, like being Batgirl beside Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy, like it's crazy, crazy, yeah. like yeah, wow, what a magical like pinch myself every moment of time. But I was such a big fan of The Little Mermaid growing up. Like my my dad just passed two years ago, and we sold the house, and there was a poster still in my bedroom wall of Ariel, and I used to like run around impersonating her. And um, actually, oh that gosh. same director that used to change names on my <laughs> script bought me in to do the um. Guide tracking, we can all tell people what guide tracking is. And yeah. when they bring in someone like us and then they say, hey, Angelina Jolie, do you want to do this part? We've laid down like the ground scratch for you. Right. Yeah. And you say yes because sometimes you get to keep it, which happened in Mermaid. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm recording, you know, some tracks for uh, The Little Mermaid 2 and they're filming me. So, like, there's a lot of – this was before stop motion. So there's, like, a lot of my expressions on this mermaid character and to play her daughter and also to go in the studio and look at her – and sing a duet with her, like I could have died the next day. And she was so nice. She shook my hand, I burst into tears. She's like, Are you like I just loved you for so long. Isn't that amazing when you get to do that? You get something is so important to you when you're growing up, and that's how I was the first time I met Kevin. Kevin Conroy was that same way because Batman the Animated Series like mattered to me. Right. So mm. first day of Batman, uh, Batman Beyond was just as like, all right, I'm gonna play it cool. I'm gonna play. I did not do yeah. what Christy did today when she sat down with you. Yeah, I played it very cool. To me. You all witnessed that cool. or heard it. Nobody's as cool <laughs> as you, Will. You're the coolest. If only, <laughs> if only, I always tell people the only place in the world I'm ever cool is when I'm animated. Um, that's also <laughs> one of the cool things about our industry, though, is you do so many jobs and, or if you're lucky, you get to do a lot of jobs and you don't necessarily you might run into people occasionally you could record together but sometimes you don't so i'm reading through your resume and i'm realizing you and i have done a bunch of stuff together and i had no idea we were in the same thing i bet so that's it's very common you do you do that all the time where it's like oh wait, yeah i was in that movie too and you had right. no idea like i didn't know you were in kingdom hearts too which i was uh, in as well and... who are you cypher oh okay yeah, so it's like we were, you know, there's uh, uh, the My Little Pony. And were you just in the My Little Pony movie that just came out? So I'm in the series, obviously, and then right. there's a, we had a feature, and then there's a new feature that came out that really is to introduce the new gen, but there's a little flashback scene with me. That's what it is. Okay, so that's I'm right. in that as well. Yeah. So it's like, and that's what you were talking about. I did, I scratched for like the two lead characters, and then they go. That's the other thing about doing scratch. People are like, I can't believe you do scratch, and you go, Well, first of all, it's great exercise. You're still yeah. you're acting. You're getting to meet it's everybody. Networking. It's and networking then at the end too. of the day, they gave me like five different roles in the film. So it was like, yeah. why? Why would I not I do that? You. Well, you know, the 100%. flip side is it can be heartbreaking if you work really hard, and then yeah. they give it to Britney Spears that can be really heartbreaking <laughs> but for yeah. the most part it is a smart move because A yes networking and B you could keep it it's always yeah. worth it I always say yeah do it it's, uh, it's unless still the they're not gonna like pay you if it's like a non-union hey just do this for fun but That's at our different. level we're not having those kind of offers it's like okay I'll do that scratch at Disney yeah, yeah. That was still the coolest day I ever had in the booth in my entire life was I did this I scratched three scenes of Gary for Team America World Police Oh, cool. And I was, it was just, it was just Trey Parker in the booth with me, and all he was doing was he just directed me for like three hours. It was the coolest thing in That's the world. Fun. I had That's no, fun. I got I, no credit. Um, I got no anything. I had no roles in the film, but it was yeah. so much fun that it was like, why would I not do that? 
Right. I scratched. I scratched for Mila Kunis actually for oh, you that did? movie. Um, better off. Was it Better Off Dead or what was that? What was no, that movie that but... she did where it was very graphic and very violent and it was about hell or something and they went to hell. I don't know, but I scratched <laughs> Mila Kunis. <laughs> Well, wow. well, certainly not Better Off Dead. Better Off Dead was John Cusack in the 1980s. It was yeah, like one of the best yeah. Let me now. Ever. I gotta Google this. Elizabeth, <laughs> can you Google <laughs> Mila Kunis's animated um, animated movie? We'll, we'll, we'll see but I did scratch. I it, voice matching is also kind of an interesting thing that we've talked about yeah. on the show, and I'm sure that as unique as Tara's voice is, I do I do wonder is it like is voice matching a different set of skills as a voice actor when you oh, appro- yeah, totally. when you're approached to like, do there it? There are if people you're that just do impressions like really, really well. Oh, not just, but there are people that are known for their impressions. Like there are actually people that I've met them like, oh, I do Drew Barrymore's voice all the time. And she doesn't really play in the animated world, so I don't know her. It can be a totally different subset of human, or it can be the same. Like if you look like a Ross Marquand, he, do you guys know yeah. him? He's pretty yeah. damn genius. I don't know if you've ever yeah. watched, you he's should have a, him on the he's show. He's crazy to watch, yeah. to watch Ross He does do this stuff. thing called Minute Impressions, where he does like mm. 50 celebrities and he does one line and they're all dead on. Like it's yeah. crazy. And so yeah. someone like that who does on camera as well as animation, that's like – so some of us do both. But but there are also a, a bunch of actors that we never meet that do, you know, yeah. those Yeah, they brought Ross the on. Ross did took over for Red Skull in the, Mar- in the Marvel universe yeah. because he's so good at all that stuff that they're yeah, like, just get Ross. Yeah, he also played it on the movie, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just get Ross to do it. It'll be fine. So now, question then to to because you've done so many video games as well. Is there one you prefer doing animation or doing video games? Animation is always more fun, especially if there's a a, a full cast. Because, like I said, you're playing off each other. There's an energy. Teen Titans. We like have loved each other for twenty years. Like yeah. been through so much life together. Marriages, divorces, deaths of parents. Like mm-hmm. joys, sadness. We're family twenty years, right? And so you can't really compare that to uh, you being alone in a studio for four hours. And also, it can be a lot more vocally taxing. Even if you're not doing 100 death sounds, you just talking for four hours can be really taxing. It shreds you. So, yeah, I always have three drinks, by the way. I have, like, a vegan latte and a Zevia. I should get sponsored because (laughs) it's, like, a soda without aspartame and cold water. Most people don't, like... Cold water and voiceover, I like cold water. You go cold. Interesting. Interesting. Not room temp. Interesting. I will say, though, there's one character, see if you can guess, that if I know I'm doing that video game for four hours, I'm not even a little cranky. Would it be Harley Quinn in the Arkham Knights? Yeah, that's what I figured. (laughs) Any any Harley game. I did one yesterday. It's like my therapy. Like, I get in and I get to be crazy and I get to say anything. And, like, Mm -hmm. you know how it is. You know with Kim Possible. Like, if someone else was doing the voice right now, you'd be hurt. You would. Uh, And it's like, you We're not even going to go there. We're not even going to go there. (laughs) Well, see, there's your answer right there. Christy just got violent. I got some hoops on. I'm taking them off right now. Listen, we can pretend to be well-behaved actors, but at the end of the day, if you've helped launch a character into the atmosphere where people around the world identify and you know how to breathe, sneeze, laugh, who you like, you become this character, it's devastating when it goes to someone else. Devastating. Yes. Absolutely. You had mentioned, you said these characters, Bubbles and Raven and, and a couple others that you mentioned, I'm sure Harley too, that they live within you. Um, and I'm kind of curious, what's that relationship like? You mentioned that. First of all, I have a really noisy head. That's good. <laughs> like, that you know, sense. everybody talks themselves, <laughs> but I got a lot of people weighing in. Yep. <laughs> Will, you can relate to that? I can. I think Tampa, uh, Tara's a little different than me, though, because all of her characters are so well 
thought out and perfect. I think she's got <laughs> and an incredible yeah. symphony in her head, whereas mine is just right. people banging against walls and stuff like that. <laughs> well, I'm sure you're like this too. Once you create a character, they live in your head, and when yeah. it's their turn, they come out and play. And you know how to alter that character. For example, like the DC, we were just talking about the multiverse movie. Harley in the DC Girls is a completely different um, performance than a video game. And I yeah. know how to bring her into that world because I am her, and I I know how to deal with that um, social situation or the severity of the situation or whatever it is. And those characters just come out and play when it's their turn. Um, But uh, I do do silly voices all the time. I'm sure you guys do too. Like, I'm sure your friends know. (laughs) And also, this is not only awesome, but I'm such a sponge. So if I'm around my British friends, I'm British. When I went to Ireland, I, <laughs> I was Irish. Like, I was Ir- <laughs> I Irish. And some people are like, can you stop like copying me? I'm like, so Oh, God, sorry. I love that. I think you get, you get a free pass on that, Tara. This is what I do for a living. I can't stop. Well, I mean, can you remember the last time you spoke to one of your animals that wasn't in a funny voice? I don't think I've I, ever spoken to my dog no. and it wasn't in some sort of a voice. Of course not. I I'm hate my cat, so generally I, I do. I love dogs. I'm a big dog person. But my but dog you don't like is your obsessed cat. with cats. I like my cat, cat but like, discur- yeah, I mean, he's a Bengal, so he thinks he's cooler than me kind of thing. So, you know, he knows. He knows he's better bred than I am. So that's the problem. <laughs> I just Aww. look at him and like... Cute. But I'm still nice to him if he's sick or something. Oh, and speaking of the the <laughs> nice one time I, I make sick. <laughs> Otherwise, I mean, hey, the, 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 the Dean cat the eats cat. things, and then you know he's got to do open stomach surgery, and then I'm gonna take anyway. The one I'm time nice I will to say him that if he's sick. <laughs> I don't get a lot of opportunities to do a bunch of different voices. And um, I love doing different dialects, different voices. And so a lot of that catharsis is coming through with reading books to my kids. And I really have enjoyed, you know what I mean? Like keeping not necessarily my skills like sharp, but it's that cathartic thing of like, look, I get to play and I do it in a way that's touching my kids' I totally did that. I totally did that. Yeah, I, I bet. To them in a million. When my kid was 10, he's like, you know, mom, some kids never know if their moms love them, and I'll never know my mom's real voice. Oh, <laughs> Oh, man. We said this to Eric Bowser, too, though. I mean, imagine story time at Tara Strong's yeah. house. I mean, right. come on. Insane. Right. Now, I have a question for you, and I, and I like to ask this. When you're watching stuff that you've done, especially characters that you're close to, even though they're animated, do you still see yourself when you look at the character? You know, that's a funny question. I'm not sure if I can accurately answer it because it probably changes, but I watched the multiverse this morning before I had to do press this morning for it. I laughed so hard. I was like, I'm three different characters and in almost every scene and I'm laughing. Like, it must be a very well-written, good timing, everything. Like, I'm like, I was in it. I was into it. I was watching it and I was laughing. And also sometimes it's so fun to see something you voice, like, come to life and see how they did it. Um... And, like, I know it's me, but I can also still appreciate it. I'm not someone that's like, oh, I can't watch myself. No judgment. I get that. I have a lot of friends that cannot watch themselves, but I like to Even in animation? (laughs) Really? (gasps) I know people that can't listen to their own voice, can't watch their own stuff. Oh, interesting. No, Multiverse is is. good. By the way, we're we're, we're pumping uh, DC Multiverse because it just came out today. Thank you very much. It is so good. Tara and I are both in that, which is kind of cool. It's uh, it's like this perfect mix of like very silly, but there's also like a strong um, spiritual element and clever element. Like it's like, I don't know. And also anyone that can write a Multiverse movie has to be a brilliant soul. So it's like, it's a seamless, really good film. Well, it's also interesting because the... It goes from Titans Go, 
which has <laughs> a very little heart and is just irreverent and crazy. Oh, you mean there's so much heart? What are you but talking about? You know about? what I mean? It's not like it's not like the same. It's Don't not insult like the our guests. Same Will. way, but you know, hey, excuse me. I wrote Teen Titans Go. So if you want to say there's not a okay. lot of brains, you can say no, that. It's but not, we you know what I, no, but you know what I mean. I mean it's yeah. more like it's it. The interpersonal moments are played more real, I guess I would say, in DC Superhero Girls. Of course. But you know what? That's, That's the what beauty of that. this movie is yeah. like they totally break the fourth wall. Christy That's Gisito, what I love. Yeah. And they're like, when's our crossover part? And anytime they flash to go, it's so funny. I think go is like now when I watch movies, I'm like, where's the Teen Titans go in between to make everybody laugh? Like, yeah, it's exactly. so yeah. funny. And, and when they do actually cross over, there's some really A, hilarious and B, special moments like Raven Zatanna. What? Yeah. Like amazing, like really beautiful, cool moments. Fun. There is, it's cool. I, it is, I'm going uh, to watch this tonight. You should. It's you should. fun. And watch it's... it with your girls. Watch it with your girls. I will. You're really like I will 100%. It. Yeah. yeah. Is it yeah. streaming yet or is yeah. it only out on, D- oh. on Blu-ray? It might not be streaming yet. Oh, I don't know. Blu-ray? Mm. Blu-ray? Yeah. yeah. I know. It is. I still collect Blu-rays. I have a bunch of them. I didn't know they were a thing still. I love that. What? Of course they are. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> No, was, yeah, no. This was this was fun because they actually let me do multiple voices, which is which is nice. I don't get to do multiple voices, okay. I, and when I do, see that's the thing is Tara will come in and she'll do multiple leads, which is rare because yeah. a lot of times where it's like I'll do multiple voices, but it's like I'm one lead and then I'm guard number one and guard number six. Yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. like you know of the leads out there. I mean, Tara will do you know. There's times when you're in the room with her and you'll sit back because she's playing all three characters on the page <laughs> and you kind of well, go, Well, oh, in this movie in I'm particular, Raven and um, Batgirl and Harley all have very big roles. Yeah. So it's really fun. And also, like, while I'm doing it and while I'm watching it, I'm like, why, how am I so lucky? Like, it's very few people that can say I was Batgirl and Harley and Raven and Timmy yeah. and Bubbles and Twilight. Like, yeah. they're all, like, really beautiful iconic roles that have touched people around the world like you know this when we meet people at cons and say oh my god I thought my life was over till I met Raven or Fairly Odd Parents got me through my parents divorce you don't realize mm-hmm. how much impact some of these shows have on people and it's really beautiful it's one of the reasons I love doing cons just being able yeah, to get back because too. truthfully Hollywood doesn't cherish their voiceover stars anywhere near what fans do that's the whole reason for podcasts like this too yeah mm-hmm. I agree but it's also I think hopefully slowly getting better and it be- one of the reasons i think is because of the cons because you'll go to a place like i've said you know kevin conroy and i were at a con in wales and uh, we were next to live action marvel actors uh and then kevin who's next to me on the other side kevin had like a six hour line oh yeah i mean it was i kind of love that i kind of love I going love to cons it. when they think yeah. oh that person from like that movie is going to be gangbusters and then you're lined up like the entire con like who is that it's kind of yeah. fun Exactly. Checkmate. It's the, the greatest thing <laughs> yeah. in the world. <laughs> kind of fun. Speaking of fans and why we Yay! love doing this, we're going to come to a very fun section of our show right now. This better be very fun because you've just, it, like, you know. It is very said. fun. He really hyped fun. it up. He I hyped it, it up. up. This is the greatest thing you'll ever do. No, it's just fun. <laughs> okay. um, it, so what we do is we get to bring on a fan. And they are uh, either... An aspiring artist that brings on a uh, original character that they've drawn, and our voiceover actor gets to put a voice to the character they've done. Sometimes they're little kids, sometimes they're older. Or it is an aspiring voiceover artist, and we have come up with a little segment called Across the Garden. So what we are going to do is Christy and I are two little mice trying to get across the garden, 
and we get to meet all of our woodland creature friends along the way and whoever we pick up here hopefully if you would like to join us you get to create a character of your own and we bring the fan in who gets to create a character of their own and they ad lib for a little while then we have the fan record a couple lines like they're doing regular VO and then we're going to take all this stuff and give it to our animator friends and they're going to actually animate a cartoon and these wow VO actors who are aspiring VO actors will actually get to see themselves in their own cartoon. Tara okay. doesn't like this. She's leaving. No, no, I'm already. just letting my dog in. She's already gone. Okay, <laughs> no, well, we lost it. her. No, no, well, she didn't find it fun or funny. It's okay. Right. <laughs> oh, look at that. It's a boo-boo. She says, I want to be on the show. I she know. says, I went to the groomer today and got little bows on my hair and everything. Wow. See now, I would play. A, I would play against type, and I would say she sounds like this. Hey, how's everybody doing? Yeah, how you, how you doing? How you doing? What's going on? Yeah, what's I'm going very on? furry. Don't hold very it against furry. me. I had a lot of cigarettes today. I've had a lot of. Cigarettes. <laughs> My boyfriend was a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the salon. We talked all about it. We talked amongst ourselves. I also have, 100, I also have a 120 pound Bernese Mountain Dog, but she can't. Oh. Jeez. I can't pick her up. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my god, so my if... studio's like coming apart. That's okay. Call uh Ray George. McCorkle George. What was his name? George. George. Close. Ray McCorkle and George, very close. That's what I thought. So we are gonna be talking to Jalisa today. Okay. And ah! Jalisa is, I believe, a uh amateur voiceover artist. Uh, an aspiring yeah, a... voiceover actor. Does Jalisa also have we didn't mention Miss Minutes or anything, by the way. Which, like, she's, it's right there. She's right there. Marvel. She's We've watching Marvel. you. She's just Amazing. making sure you stay on your sacred timeline. Again, like I said, uh -oh. we can't talk about all the stuff that Tara has done. It's a very short I know. show. You're right. And we'd be here forever. Like, forever. I mean, it was like when we interviewed Andrea Romano, we did an hour and a half. And by the time we finished, with, we were on, like, 1984 yeah. of her career. Um, so it was, uh, it was like, we've got to do several, um, uh, uh, episodes. So we're just going to have to bring you back. Oh, we're gonna in be... studio when no one well, has COVID, thing is, okay? <laughs> we're going to be back in studio soon, which will be great. So it's going to get to sit around our table again and be lit by our wonderful, uh, uh, halogen lights and hold every 30 seconds for cars outside. We actually have a really exciting thing that's cooking. Do you wanna do you wanna mention it? Go ahead, tease away. This is your this should okay. be your tease. So the twentieth anniversary of Kim Possible is about to happen. Uh, it's actually June seventh, where uh, me and Will were invited to go to GMA, and then, but prior to that, on the thirty first, it looks like we're getting everyone coordinated to do a reunion, uh, special I Hear Voices episode. So. I, I wish we did a part where Tara was in it because I would love to have her in that. Well, she could just come on and play everybody else. There you so go. So hopefully That's we're going to be having, uh, it'll be a, a, a cast reunion. We're getting most of the cast back together, getting the band back together and, and interviewing everybody and then doing a read uh, for the 20th anniversary. So we are doing a Kim Possible reunion, which is very, very cool. Um, right here first. We're excited about that. But nice. right now we got Jaleesa. And if we want to bring Jaleesa in to say hi to Tara, that would be awesome. There she Hello. is. Hi. Hi. Hi, Jaleesa. How are you? I'm doing good. And you guys? Good. Doing well. Thank good. you. Where are you? In Orlando, in my house, my closet. Very, very <laughs> exactly. In your booth. Yes. That's a great looking booth, Jaleesa. Did you like, did you create that? And <laughs> thank you. Actually, 
this side is the pretty side, as like one of my first agents said. Um, this like I, he, he like made me grab the camera. He's like, "Oh, show us how you." Because I was like the only uh, actor at the time that had a studio when the pandemic started, <laughs> and so they were like, "Oh, show us your working booth." And I was like, "Okay, this is the pretty side," <laughs> and then like the rest of it is just like the ugly side. But this is like, yeah. This well, you got to like... get Ray Mc... Ray McCorkadorgle to help you, whatever his <laughs> or name is. Or George. Or George. George what? George. That name. George Whittem. Yeah. That's what so I meant. Has a lot of, uh, like, uh, uh, acoustic panels and uh, has, uh, what's, what's it called? The blankets. It has a lot of blankets. <laughs> well, that'll work. Yeah. Whatever works. Again, Jason Marsden booked Spirited Away from his closet with no Love booth that. at all, so you never know what can <laughs> uh, happen. That's how I booked Loki in my rented house Love in that. Toronto while I was filming with blankets See? in a closet. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. What matters is the heart. So, Jalisa, we were hoping you would join us in a little game we're playing yes. that is called Across the Garden. And what we would love to do is uh, Christy and I are two little mice trying to get across the garden from one side to the other. And we are meeting strange and crazy woodland friends along the way. Uh, and we would love to uh, have you. So the scene, the very quick scene is uh, we are coming around a corner and we come to, let's call it a magical mushroom patch. Mm hmm. And in mm. said magical mushroom patch, we come across a, what would you like to play? I will be a ladybug named Dot. <laughs> a ladybug oh, who who has that. been munching on said mushrooms <laughs> along the way. So as we meet up, um, you're, you're, en you're enjoying the mushroom <laughs> patch, as it were. Uh, Tara, would you, would you join us in the, in the garden? Okay. Is there any character you'd like, any type of woodland creature you'd like to play? By the way, you also don't have to join us if you'd like to help Jaleesa find her voice and work with her a little bit on that. You could do that as well. I want to be like a stoner mushroom guy that like, you know, he's like really mystical and, and guides people through like mushroom journey land in the, in the woods. That's perfect. We love mystical mushroom journey guy in the woods, frankly. Love that. We've all known that guy. Yeah, Greg Sipes. Uh, Greg Sipes. Will. <laughs> Will. There you go, Greg Sipes. Perfect. Hey, man, don't don't say that about me. Um, so uh, that is uh, that is incredible. Uh, it's, it's that simple. We're going to just do. Wait, who are uh, you guys? We are brother and sister. And Did I Did we ever chose... even name ourselves? No, we didn't. I don't think we ever even we kind named of really... ourselves. We very much didn't have a show Bible for this when we started doing this improv. <laughs> oh, wait, we no, we did. That's right. It was Mocha and Ricky. Love that. Oh, that's right. Why? Why? <laughs> because anyway. I think it was the first thing we came up with as, as we yeah. were talking on, on our uh, random what are podcast you? day. We're okay, two so I'm a Gen Z mice. mice. We're two mice. I'm his okay. big sister who's a Gen Z disaffected brat, and he is kind of a very skittish, anxiety-ridden little boy. And we are going to the mall to see my boyfriend, the rat. And so we're trying to get, we're lost in the woods. And so we're asking all these people along the way how to get to the mall. And we've met what? We've met dogs. We've met, uh, 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 Phil Lamar was a very funny hummingbird. We've met people yep. all along the way. Jason Marsden, I don't even remember what Marsden was. Uh, he was something but, yeah, high strung, but. <laughs> yes, we've met people all along the way. But now we are turning yeah. uh, the corner into the patch. And again, we won't be adding a whole lot uh, to the conversation. It's really going to be about uh, Jaleesa adding her her take and Tara coming in and uh, <laughs> just kind of throwing her little voice in there as well. But Christy, if you want to take it away, 
Uh, I do? And give, and okay. give it a start. Yeah, that'd be great. Go ahead, take it away, and, oh, and let's start us. Oh, how do my lines work? I only think I have mine. No, so so here's the thing. We're gonna we're we're, we're gonna ad lib for maybe thirty seconds, okay. just to get some stuff. And then when that's done, we're gonna run you through just doing. We're gonna pick two or three of these lines that we sent you, and we're just gonna have you do uh, maybe you know an, an A B and a C take of of one or two lines, and then okay. we'll go from there. Okay. Okay. We call those Does that pickup work? lines. Sure. Do we? Okay. Christy's <laughs> getting all fancy on us. She is with the giant, oh, with the with the with the Martha Stewart <laughs> or Hey, can we just was. talk about one thing? Can we just talk yeah. about one thing while yeah. I have your attention? Yeah. Can we talk about jargon. Can we talk about the word safety? Sure. Sure. Let me just say that if you're someone at our level, you're gonna get it right between one and three, unless there's an action you don't know, correct or not. Correct. Not to toot our own horns, sure. we've been doing it long enough. <laughs> It's going to be right yeah. between one and three unless there's something we don't know. And you yeah. do three in a row, and then you go, okay, let's do it for safety. So they're recording and you're recording. So it's on their recording and you're recording. But you're like, okay, I'll give them three more just for choice. And then they're like, oh, let's just give us two more for safety. Okay, how safe do you have to be? <laughs> I, have 80 li- I have 80 lines in this show. I'm not going to have any energy left if each line has to be 20 for safety. Check it. Oh no! It's true. It's <laughs> true. Just get like, better at direction. That yes, is also another that's... reason why working with an entire cast is better than working alone because they don't beat you up nearly as much when you're with right. fifteen other people. You can't give twenty-five lines for safety. Yeah, exactly. Right. Safety's time, important, time. but come on now. Yeah. I mean, we don't need that many life jackets. Yeah, you know? and then they're always going to yeah. use the A, B, or C take. I- Anyway. I have a really famous Fred Tattershore story. Sorry, Julie, I'm taking up your oh, time. Geez. But oh, I walked into a video game, and he was doing like a, it was a it was a monster video game, and he was doing a pterodactyl. And the line was like, flies in, swoops, and steals this guy, grabs him, and screams. And Tattershore's like, this is huge scream. And like you know these guys that just do monster stuff that they're so yeah. amazing. And like you could see the vocal cords popping out. And he gives three in a row. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. He's like. Can we get another one for safety? So he does three more. Can we get another? And I see his eyes starting to bulge out of his head. And they don't oh, know no. who I am. I'm at the back of the street. I'm like, hey, guys. And they turn around. I'm like, you got it on one. And they're like, what? I go, play, play back one. And, and Fred could hear, right? And they play back one. And they're like, she's right. And Fred's like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love Tattashore. I love Tattashore. Yeah, he's pretty great. He's pretty great and pretty good at what he does. You just yeah. got Jaleesa, you just got a great Fred Tattashore story. Amazing. You didn't know Tara. what he signed up for today. <laughs> right there. <laughs> there you go. I love that. Uh Christy? Yeah? Walk us through the garden. Okay. <clears throat> oh God, Ricky. Uh, there's like all these like weird funguses over here. Just watch out that you don't step on one. It's fungi. If there's more than one fungus, it becomes uh, fungi. You're not a fun there's... guy. I know that much. Ooh, uh, you know who is a fun guy? My rat boyfriend. And I'm trying to make my way to him. Yeah. Who's this? I don't ladybug. talk about him anymore. Oh, hey, look. All there's right, look. a ladybug there. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm doing great. And you? You're cute. Oh, thank you. Um, We're going to the mall. Um, We would like to get through. Oh, take me with you. What? Well, sure. I oh, I don't know. I just see strangers and I want to go with y- them. You want to fly? You, can oh, you yeah, fly? You look a little... I don't know. I, I've been eating this thing for a while. And I don't know. It makes me hyper. <laughs> I don't know. Here, oh. Um, 
Yeah. You're, you're kind of strange, you know. They're just kind of sitting there. Oh, yeah, my mom says that too. Oh, okay. Well, that's really interesting. She also tells me not to talk to strangers, but here I am, so hi. <laughs> a stranger is oh, just a friend that you don't know. Wait, that's not it. Yeah. Exactly. What? I said exactly. Oh, yeah. Wait, how are we even supposed to get out of this little patch? It's, if only there was some sort of guide to come and help us. I'm just so tired of walking around, Ricky. I think I just need to eat this mushroom, too. Yo, careful which one you eat of those friends of mine. Some of them taste real good, but you might not like how you feel after. Yeah, he's right. He told me that earlier. I was vomiting. Wait, okay, um... What's up? I'm Shroomy, and I hang out here with all the other shrooms, and we're just chilling and hanging out, and sometimes we have a really good time. That ladybug over there, she's having a really good time. Great time. Amazing. Wait a second. I want to have a really good time. Ricky, you just keep going on without me. I'm going to stay here, and I'm going to have a really good time. So, well, hey, Shroomy... I'd no, like no, to have no, a really you go. good time with Shroomy too. No, can't no, we all have Shroom, a good Shroomy no, time? No, Ricky, you go on. I think it's it, it's your big uh, sister's time to have a good time. Listen, it's her time to see all the colors in the rainbow that she's never seen yeah. before. The colors yeah, are the best. Yeah. I really enjoy them. Um, I don't think you're ready. You're not ready. We're gonna mm-hmm. get lost though if we separate. We can't split Ricky, up. Ricky, just calm down. Go ahead, give him a mushroom. Go ahead. <laughs> Here you go. Take a bite of this one. Hmm. Oh, yeah. See, okay. that tastes really good. I like it. Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Now you get to meet my other friends, like the fairies. Look at that fairy over there. What is that? <laughs> that looks like a Teresa, you should try to voice one of the fairies. Oh, hello there. Oh, the fairies oh, are talking to me. The fairies are here to guide you. Oh. To find the boyfriend. Do I really want a boyfriend? Oh, but he's a The moth in the sky. Oh. You just have to just jump. Just a warning, not oh, all fairies jump. are n- nice. They're not all Into kind. the river. Some Flowing of them have nefarious river. ideas. Are um, you a bad fairy or a good fairy? I'm whichever you choose. Ricky, don't you talk to that fairy. She looks mean. Ricky! I can hear my, e- I can hear my ears. Ricky! Oh, oh, Ricky! Oh, oh no, me, Ricky! Ricky! <laughs> is this how your show normally goes? Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. This is like getting uh, dark. There we go. Uh, I think we're going to cut right there with the weird bad acid trip that all of a sudden Mocha started I mean, we went have. on a journey together, and I, for one, feel very satisfied. That is awesome. Hey, Julissa. So, first of all, yeah. awesome. And it I'm only going to have choice. you one... Like one line, maybe, because you just did two different characters. Hi. So I think that was the greatest thing in I the world. I knew she could handle yeah. it. I knew she and had it. And she did perfectly. I knew. I, knew. Um, I think the one, uh, how about you do, uh, have you ever tasted the color yellow? It's divine. Is that really a line there? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You guys <laughs> didn't know I was going to play a mushroom head. Oh, no, no, but I knew, I didn't know you were going to play a mushroom head, but we knew Jaleesa right. was going to be tripping balls when we met her. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't introduce the idea of tripping balls. That's good. So how do you want me to, like, in what scene was this in? No, we have, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, 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 again, I think you, like you said, you're a, uh, you're a ladybug. You've been eating some mushrooms. They've hit hard, and you are enjoying yourself. So can you give us three three okay. of those A B C right in a row and give us a break in between all three? Mm-hmm. That'd be great. Uh, uh, have you tasted the color yellow? Oh, it's divine. Have you tasted the color yellow? 
It's divine! Oh, yeah. Have you tasted the color yellow? Oh, it's divine. Perfect. I liked C, frankly. I thought C was a great take. See, and I liked and then A. Let's get, you, well, then we're going to have to fight about that later. <laughs> okay, it's okay. Um, Too dang talented. All right, we just do three more for safety. Yeah. <laughs> Can we do the, now the pterodactyl is picking you up and dropping you in the thing. No, this you is perfect. You know what? I want to hear her do one more. Okay, you got it. Tara wants you to do okay. one more. I want to hear in the beginning that you're like, Whoa, like seeing that color for the first time. And then it's so okay. divine. But like first be like kind of okay. like, oh, like stoned. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Okay. okay. Whoa. Have you tasted the color yellow? <laughs> it's divine. Like ah! the weird word is taste, right? Have you Tasted the color okay. yellow. Like hit that. Have you tasted the color yellow? <laughs> it's divine. I like the first part of that a lot, and then you could pick whatever it's divine you yeah, like. Yeah, I like that too. You do a little Perfect. put them together. That's what we're gonna do. Yes. We're gonna we we, do we that mix and match all the time. Oh yeah, I've <laughs> yeah. never take gotten a take. A... <laughs> take one. First part B, of that for Yeah. yeah. That's so cool, Love Tara. No, that. we didn't. We haven't really talked about the the mixing and matching part of it. That that does happen all but the time, every there. day, all the time. Jaleesa, People don't realize that. Thank you so much for joining us today and across Yay! the garden. Yeah, you're thank already you. on your way. She looks exactly like Gray too. Thank you. She does look like Gray, doesn't <laughs> <Yeah>. she? <laughs> yeah. Stop. I also get told I sound like her, like my normal yeah, you voice. Do. There you go. Who yeah. are we talking Gray about? Would love her. Gray Delisle. Yeah. Gray, <laughs> exactly. She'd be like, "Oh, it's so nice to meet you." <laughs> that would be Gray. <laughs> She's like, she looks like me. Who's <laughs> Gray? Cannot... Gray Delisle. Gray is one of the uh, another one of the the legends of the industry. We'll have Gray on at some okay. point as well. Oh, I think um, she kind of hit it right after Kim Possible. But so okay. that's probably why she wasn't on the show. But she's she's. I was like, I know, yeah. I know a lot of names, but Gray, yeah, Gray didn't. I didn't know Gray. <laughs> you'll know Gray when you see her. I'm sure. Oh, Everybody knows Gray when you'll you know her. her. First of all, she, she looks exactly <laughs> like you'll Julissa. Hear her when you see yeah. her. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Julissa, thank you so much for joining us and uh, helping thank us get you. across the garden. And uh, when you get, you know, this comes out, you're going to get to be in your own cartoon, and that's a ton of fun. So, thank, thank you. you so much. Have fun. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's right. They're lying. She so did a great cool. job. She's that already on her so way. Cool. She sounded great. Oh, she's, she's so good. Well. She's in Orlando. Like, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of production in Florida. Yeah. A lot, yeah. Of, uh, a lot of boy bands, too. Well, there were anyway. Maybe not as much anymore. Now they're they're K-pop. <laughs> a lot of K-pop boy bands. Are your kids, are your, you, you have a son and a daughter? I have two boys. You have two boys. I'm sorry. 20 and 17. They're oh, not so they're not necessarily into K-pop. Your kids are 20 and 17 now. That's <laughs> they're unbelievable. They're lying. Look at me. Um, I know. <laughs> I know. I, ugh, I love being a mom so much. It's so much fun. I'm so obsessed with them. That's yeah. awesome. I'm a stepdad. Yeah. That's, that's enough. That's, that's, all, that's all I need. How old that's your kid? 31. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, she's getting married this year. Oh, wow. So we're planning a wedding. So that's a ton of fun. Yay. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed since she was 11. Soon. You're going to be a grandpa soon. That's, we're already picking our names of like what we want to be Will. Oh, you're going to be a grandpa. That's one of them. That's grandpa a possibility. Will. That's a possibility. Grandpa I'm thinking Pappy. Just Mr. Will <laughs> Grandpa Pappy Will. I grandpa like Will's pretty great. 
I like that. No, I just I just want to be my lord. That's all I've ever wanted to be is yes, my, my lord, lord, no, my lord. My lord will you could go that. with that. You could go with that. <laughs> so Tara, I, I mean, again, we could sit here and talk forever and ever and ever uh, about thousands of things, but you have to promise, and I'm making you promise, to come Ooh. and join us in the studio uh, because it's a ton of fun and we can talk more about your amazing career because it's seems to be taking off more and more every year. It's crazy. Oh, I love that. But you guys have to promise to come on my show because you're no, actually, we're going to. You're like, actually we'll part of a real ship. You're actually a cannon ship, you guys, right? Is that what your show is about? Is about a ship? It's about shipping. It's about Sh- love and pop culture. Oh, heck well, yeah. I think Kim and Ron oh, were yeah, huge yeah, yeah, yeah. love Ooh, and yeah. pop culture. That's and Kim what and I'm thinking, you guys. Yeah. Right, so when, when a ship becomes big, that's when they say it's a cannon ship. And I do believe you guys are a cannon ship. So you I think we are a cannon ship. That's show. awesome. For life. Yeah. That. So let's do that quick. Okay. We you will do, do it right whatever now? you would like us <laughs> let's to. Let's do it. Let's do it right now. By the way, for, uh, for the record and for our viewing audience, what is the name of your show and where can they find it? The Ship It Show. Okay. And it's myself and Greg Sipes, and it's on YouTube, and there's a Ship It Show website, and we also take it live to cons. It's pretty fun. That is amazing. And what about your socials? Where can people find you? At Tara Strong, everywhere. Everywhere. Mm -hmm. Because she is everywhere. Thank you so much, Tara. I mean, kind of. We Not just you. kind of, for reals, for yeah. reals. We're so blessed to have you in our life. So thank you Thanks, for everything guys. that you do. And then find us on the Ship It Show because we're going to go there. Yeah, we're going to film yeah. that right now, actually. Are we Are not at a con right? together anytime soon? <laughs> I can't. I don't know. Where are you going? Uh, we're going to go to, uh, where's the next one? Dallas, Boston, Chicago. Dallas is next. Do you guys go yeah. together all the time? Oh, uh, Mostly. Dallas, but we also have Denver and San Francisco and... I have Raleigh out. next, Salt Lake, and Columbus. Okay. Wow. Nice. Oh, no, I have one more in between, but I can't remember where I'm going. I don't We're going to have to figure out a time to get us all together. Are you going to big San Diego Comic-Con Comic-Con? Of course. Are you going to be there on Sunday, too? I think so. I know for sure I have three things to do, which, of course, won't be on the same day. Sure. One of those being Marhara. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, a character. Um, <laughs> yeah. And one for her. Um, yeah. Yeah. And some other fun stuff. Yeah. So I'll be there. Are you guys going to th- go down the I time? think we're going to be, we might be there on Sunday as well. So maybe we'll have a chance to, to hook up Are you doing a I've never been to a San Diego Comic-Con, so this is going to be exciting. What? what yeah. It's mean? like a regular Comic-Con, yeah. except you can't move anywhere. Oh, Wait, okay. you never did a Comic-Con with Kim Possible? So they didn't let no. us do Comic-Cons initially. When Comic-Cons were still niche... Now they're everywhere in every state, in every city. And um, yeah, unfortunately, like Disney was actually withholding us from doing Comic-Cons for a while. But now they're fine, I'm sure, obviously. That's super strange that they didn't have a presence at San Diego Comic-Con because it really is its own animal. Yeah. yeah. You know, the it, other I, cons you go and you sign autographs for money. But Comic-Con, you go for the network. It's not really a money maker. It's a way to yeah. promote the shows. So it's surprising that they never took advantage and had a... Yeah, um, I think they just didn't the height, get it. Like at the they height of the it. show, they should have had a Kim Possible panel. I you agree. guys would have filled the room. Some of my coolest nerd moments ever were in San Diego. Like San Diego lends itself to just I mean, when Batman Beyond did its twentieth anniversary and the box set came out, we had Hall H, which was like the coolest thing in the world right. to be. We like, get we've had that a few times. The kill I mean, when the nuts. killing joke came out, by the way, at New York Comic Con, which is similar to yeah. LA Comic Con, they had me, Conroy, and Hamill oh. for the killing joke, which was insane. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, it's really fun when they're like a really big room like that and you're like seeing all this love. My um, One of my favorite stories is my dad was, he was quite sick when he was getting older and he was in a wheelchair and he didn't want to go out. And I was like, you got to come. This is Toronto Comic Con. I'm like, you got to come. And he's like, oh, and I like really dragged him and he had VIP, of course. So he came in first and he sat in the front and then the room filled up behind him. <laughs> and then um, they bring me out on stage. <laughs> I swear to God, this is my dad. So I, you're me looking at my dad. And like, Tara Strong, and you're, wow! And my dad just goes. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I don't think he realized, like, what it really happened to his baby girl. So that yeah. That it's you're... fun. Aww. When you get a big room, it's fun. And they're big room that are just the greatest fans in the world, and they're your fans and fans of the project, and they just want to support you, and it's the coolest thing And they know everything that you forget. Yeah. Everything. They're like, can you do that scene from scene one, episode 12? I'm like, you do it first, and then I'll copy you. (laughs) Please do that. (laughs) That'll be awesome. So then hopefully we'll be able to hook up at a con, too, which will be a ton of fun. Let's do that. That is the plan. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, guys. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you on your show and on all your socials and on every other animated series, video game, (laughs) and live action show (laughs) on every streaming service ever, essentially. Team Tara. Um, Team Tara. Yeah. If you ever want to see Tara, turn on the TV. You know what I discovered today doing my multiverse interviews? What? (laughs) It's the first time I've ever kind of acknowledged this. So I'll do it today because I'm with you guys today on the same day. So they're asking me, like, what's it like to do Raven in this world and then Raven in this world and Harley and Batgirl in this world and then in this world? Like, and they're talking about all my, and I go, I'm really like my own multiverse. <laughs> you are. You are. That's that's it. You are. You're your yeah. own multiverse. Oh, because man. Because I have to know me in all these different places. Yes, all these is. different. And you're Miss Minutes. I'm my own. <laughs> but and you're Miss Minutes who controls and, and the multiverse. I control everything. That's. This is crazy. Crazy. I have my own multiverse. Hey, y'all. Don't hesitate to let us know how we're doing. You do. You are you are your own multi multiverse of Tom yeah. Strong. How do Not you to toot my own horn, but you can't I yeah, mean you how do you it. it's true. You toot it. Jeez. How do you not end on that note? Tar, we yeah. figured out. Okay, so just for the record, we figured out your name today, yep. which is important, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, we've also figured out that you are, in fact, not only your own multiverse, but in charge of your own multiverse and multiverses only way in to general. Be. Only way to be. <laughs> That's pretty outstanding. Thank I you. love that. Thank you. And then we're gonna wrap it up on that because you can't beat that. <laughs> Tara Strong, thank you so much for joining us. We love you. You're amazing, and uh, we can't wait to come on your show. Yay! Bye, everybody. I Hear Voices is hosted by Will Friedle and Christy Carlson Romano. Produced by Elizabeth Joy Windham and executive produced by Brendan Rooney and Will Friedle. Our sound engineer and editor is Elizabeth Joy Windham. And our video editor is Eduardo Gamba. And that was my announcer voice. Some side effects of listening to I Hear Voices are sore abs from hilarity, falling down the cocoa melon rabbit hole, sneezing due to mass nostalgia, and hugs. Follow I Hear Voices wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of the amazing voices. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at I Hear Voices Podcast. To see the video stream, subscribe to my YouTube channel. You can also check us out on MySpace, Omegle, Vine, LimeWire, AAM, and Napster. Okay, Will, let's teach you about the internet. The what? (laughs) 